a small village in the United Kingdom, which from a distance seems peaceful and inviting, the kind of place you might like to live in. But take a closer look, and you will find this is a village in crisis. Hello and welcome to A Village in Crisis podcast with Lee Phillips and Neil McDermott. Uh, we're trying to get ahead of the curve on recordings so that we actually start getting this thing out to you on time again. Uh, that's how much we respect you, the listener. Lee, do you respect the listeners? I do, because I can tell you what, I've had a bit of a rough day mm. and all I want to do is go home and drink. But I... <laughs> <laughs> I want to get like, I don't want to get like tramp drunk, but I want to get so drunk that I have like little to no regard what people think about me. I'll wave them away as they speak to me as I'm sat on the sofa. Uh, funnily enough, when, of I our, say, when I say people, I mean my wife and children. Um, I think you might be getting a little bit close to the to the mic in your anger. OK, okay. sorry. That That's all right. Funnily enough, yeah, one of our mates uh, sent a message on our WhatsApp group today and it says your sad alcoholic name equals your first name plus your last name. <laughs> I saw that and I had to I had to read it twice. <laughs> and then you realise. Uh, Lee? Phillips. All oh, right. Yeah, I get it like that. <laughs> Do you think our listeners respect us? No. Have we earned no. that respect? No. I think they, I hope they respect the work we put in for this. I hope they respect the honesty that comes from it. Yeah. You know, Maybe when, some, when, when you listen to a podcast and you really get into it, like you kind of feel, don't you? Like if the opportunity arose, you'd be able to have a pint with them and get on really well. Like Robin Romesh, for example, you know, on, on Wolf yeah. and Owl. Yeah. You think, oh, yeah. You know, because you you think you're in on the joke, don't you? You kind of know them and you're in on the joke. How do you think it would, what would the actual outcome be if you bumped into Robin Romesh in the pub and you thought, I've listened to them a lot. I'm down for a pint here. I think um, both of them are very true to themselves. And I don't, I'm honest with like that. I don't think they play up to anything per se. But I think Rob would be a good laugh. Romesh would just give me anxiety i think yeah I well, what would you out. do if we were in the pub if we'd got to the point where fan, oh, yeah. yeah if we got to the you... point where we were you and i were in the pub and nah. someone looked over and went shit that's leon neil from village and crisis podcast <laughs> <laughs> just try <laughs> okay this is far-fetched but you, yeah, we're in the pub. Like yeah. we, we've met up in London. Yeah. Um, and we're in the pub. The, the, oh, we're big in London now, are we? Oh, massive. We're in the Punch and Judy. I thought you like, I'd come to visit you in the village. No, no. <laughs> that would make more sense at this stage. Well, yeah, but then the people are probably likely to know me, so it's it, it's like a warm in. This is a total cold in. We're in the Punch and All Judy right. in Covent Garden. Oh God, right. are we? <laughs> yeah. All because right. with all the Japanese tourists. Yeah. Right. Um, and then a couple of other people sidle up to us and say, oh, 
you're Liam Neal from Village and Christ, can can we buy you a pint? <laughs> what are you doing? How much time are you giving people? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm pretty good at picking up on a person's energy early doors. Right. You, you don't agree? <laughs> I think we both are. I think me and yeah. you are very in tune when it comes to that. I think that we could look at each other and go, if the energy was right, which I feel like I vibe off straight away, I'd yeah. be able to turn around and go, yeah, yeah, I'd love one. And I wouldn't even have to look at you. But yeah. if the bloke or whoever came over, even if it was a woman, and the energy weren't right, I'd sort of like glance over at you. And then, uh, and you know, it would be for me. What well, you'd give me the the look, and then I'd have to get rid, wouldn't I? Only because you know that you would do it in a much more in a way that we wouldn't lose listeners. Whereas I would be more sort of sledgehammer in a glass house. What what, what about when we were? No, because I haven't got any energy. I haven't got any time for. I was just like, do you know what? I'm here enjoying a beer with my mate. Yeah. Uh, or like yeah, yeah yeah we are but do you know what really thank you very much that's really nice of you actually just pay for it and then we'll drink it when we we finish these yeah you can go now <laughs> you can um, go now. so you but so some people you might think yeah they seem all right and have a pint with them but some would would give the look and get yeah get rid like yeah. in um when when we went to denmark for your birthday for Copen in copenhagen for your birthday and that girl turned up on her own um with a ukulele that she was going to give to her nephew and we cajoled her into getting it out and playing a song um and she couldn't play and then sung staring into my eyes dream a little dream um while my (laughs) (laughs) while my wife sat there wondering what the fuck was going on Um, yeah do you remember i said to her look We've really enjoyed your company and all that, but I'm just here with some friends. So I think it's probably time for you to move on now. Um, and I just about got rid of her. And then you went, no, no, let us stay. Let us stay. And then. <laughs> and I was right, though. You were wrong. I was right. Because what happened? <laughs> Tell she the listeners. To a, an underground club. It was yeah. like one of those old. It was like in. Um, uh, like who framed Roger Rabbit? We went up to the door and she turned who, to who her. Who did what to Roger Rabbit? Who framed Rob, Rod, oh, Roger? Oh, I thought you said who framed Roger Rabbit. Is that the sequel? <laughs> but she was. What was weird about her was she was pretty jolly and pretty uh, wacky. And yeah. then we were like, okay, she's a bit far out there. And then she sort of. She was a bit like uh, uh, Schmeagel and Gollum. So she was Schmeagel the whole time we were with her. Yeah. In, she led us up to the, the door as we went down some steps and then she sort of turned on us like Gollum and she was like, yes, I'm going to like dream a little dream. Let me do the talking here. Yeah. Don't say Don't a word say a at the door. Word. Yeah. And then the, the little hatch came open and then uh, the bloke saw her and she said, uh, yeah, I'm here with uh, my friends. Let us in to an absolute fucking, oh, Dying. I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah. But to be fair to her, she bought us a, a pint each and a pack of fags. Yeah. And, and then they let... disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Crazy times. It was a bizarre little bar. Um, are you comfortable meeting famous people, do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. I I've met quite a few famous people in my time. 
And I've never been, I've never been uh, starstruck. I don't think. I met Ian Rush when you know I had like these VIP tickets to Liverpool Everton a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, like money can't buy tickets. Mm. And uh, in the like the restaurant he bit in the stadium I was in, all the players came in afterwards, so we got to meet all the current players. But Ian Rush was in there, and that was the one that like blew me away. I was like, shit, that's Ian Rush. You know, the new players come and go, but Ian Rush, yeah. absolute legend. Uh, well, my was... idol... Sorry. Oh, hold on, I'm telling the story here. Yeah? Oh, I thought it was done. I thought that was it. No, no. He was, oh, okay. he was having uh, dinner with Peter Reid, um, Everton legend, at the same table. And I went up and said to Rushy, uh, excuse me, the dinner had finished, by the way. I'm not a total knob. Um, mm. Went up to him and said, oh, excuse me, can I have a photo with you? And he looked at me and went, no. (laughs) (laughs) Never Uh, meet your heroes. Well, but then he said, I'm only joking and got up and had a photo. Oh, okay. Legend. (laughs) My hero when I was a kid was uh, Teddy Sheringham. And I met him uh, because I won an art competition when I was a junior (laughs) first. But I, I, I... I wasn't 15, I was 16, right? <laughs> Junior Spurs at that time went up to 16 years old. Right. And but anyone 16 still in Junior Spurs was an absolute loser? Mm, well, there's an argument for that, I suppose. <laughs> there's also an argument that the, the tickets were cheap. But... Oh, yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah. so I won this art competition by drawing my favourite footballer yeah. as a superhero. And... I drew Rule Fox yeah. as Flash Fox in a sort of like Flash outfit, right? Nice. Yeah. yeah. And I won it. And I was 16. And I got to take, we got to go to open training, uh, closed training. Right. At, at the old uh, training ground. This is in 96. And I, uh, I was the only 16 year old there ready to meet all the players <laughs> after training the rest of them were about no older than no older than 11 or 12 it sounds like the only fools and horses when he's part of the groovy gang you know when he wins the holiday that is exactly what it was like that is exactly what it was like <laughs> and i wanted to meet teddy Sheringham, and i got to meet him i took my dad with me he got to have his photo taken with pat jennings his hero so he was well made up but i tell you what, what right everybody was desperate to meet Sol Campbell at that time. Right. And as where they were coming off the training pitch, it, like everyone went flying over trying to mob everyone. And the like PR woman or person come over and said, don't worry everyone. Like some of the players are going to meal around now and take photos and have a kick about with you. The others are going to go in and get showered and then come back out and do it. Yeah. Everyone was around Sol Campbell. He was one of the ones that went straight in and showered. I saw him sneak out the side after he'd showered, get in his car and drive off. What a bastard. That must have been the the precursor, the sign that he knew he was going to Arsenal. 96. When did he go to Arsenal? I think that was like 99, right? So still a few years left. Mm. I've been an absolute bastard. I remember thinking, <laughs> what a fucking cunt. <laughs> I mean, I got to meet Teddy Sheringham. I was, I was done up. I was happy. I got 
Chris Armstrong, I met him as well. Yeah. Will Fox, all the big names back there. Flash Fox. The good thing. <laughs> the good oh, thing. I think I posed with Rule Fox, right, with my picture of him. Right. And I was at <laughs> least a head taller than him as well. <laughs> but, like, with you being that much older, they probably, and quite understandably, thought you had learning difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, fine, fine. Like, I never wanted to put myself in that position before. Do you know, another one, I'd say the biggest per- name I've ever met. Yeah. At, at its time. At yeah. its time. I also won an art competition for this one drawing a picture or painting a picture of I can't remember who it was now but it was for uh Reading Football Club when they were in the mm-hmm. old third division at Elm Park I won half time walked on to the uh center circle presented yeah. with a 20 pound check mm. an autographed program and had my picture taken with no other than can you guess a Reading player uh no, it's not a Reading player. It wasn't a player. Oh, oh okay. Bobby Moore. Picture. Sir Bobby Robson. Oh, was he pissed? No. Yeah, he probably was. Oh, Bobby Robson. I'm thinking Brian Robson, sorry. No, Bobby Robson. Bobby Robson. Yeah. Oh, wow. The England manager at the time as well. Wow. When people still cared. Yeah. That was the biggest one for me. I thought it'd be good to get back um, to looking at the village this week. We've been mm-hmm. we've been away a bit, haven't we? Been all over the place, um, and we don't want to forget the inspiration behind the podcast. No, but um, it, it, it's okay for it to have a sort of natural uh, evolution, especially yeah. if people of the village aren't going to interact with us like we wish they would. Yeah, we the, more ourselves out elsewhere. They are letting themselves down a bit. Um, we've been quite dog heavy, haven't we? So. You know, I'm always in the interest of balance. So I have decided to go cat heavy um, on this thread. But but no. before we do that, um, there was a post that's come on. It's not the post we're going to dissect, uh, but as someone who's done a fair bit of marketing and self-promotion through their work. I just wanted to get your, I don't know, mark out of 10 on this person's efforts uh, to promote and sell themselves. OK, mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yeah, born ready. Seven plus months without place to stay and being able to work due to absolute burnout and being highly sensitive and easily get anxious with noise and people around. Again, nowhere to stay from November the 24th until early Christmas when hopefully we'll sit. Uh, hopefully a sit will come in for one or two weeks. I've run out of my alternative meds and don't have anywhere to order them to either. If anyone knows someone that can help out for the next few weeks connected to bus, please get in touch. I'm afraid my budget is zero with months of no income and continuous high survival expenses. Happy to take your dog for a walk or offer a photo session in exchange. Are you putting that person up? (laughs) (laughs) Um knee-jerk reaction is no right i mean they've offered a little bit too much information i'd say so i think if they just made a i think most people are pretty um willing to to help other individuals right yeah there's a humane side humanity 
what's the word I'm looking for? A humane side comes out in in everybody, I yeah. believe, in the right circumstances. There, there were lots of people in this village that took in uh, Ukrainian refugees, as an example. They paid for it, didn't they? Yeah, but I, I, I don't think that was the motivation. I took in a, I just to digress quickly, but also yeah. to stay on the same topic. I was walking. <laughs> <laughs> you know what digress means. Yeah, but just to digress away from this bit of it. Okay, yeah. I was walking home one night from working in a bar somewhere, and it was like three o'clock in the morning. And it was a proper snowstorm going on. I've got like this 800 quid down jacket, right, ready for polar expeditions going on. It's minus 20. It's cold beyond belief. And I see a woman just outside our apartment block trying to get into another, trying the door of another apartment block. The only difference is she's wearing a nighty and she's old and that's it. Right. And I'm thinking... I didn't even think. I just went on going over because she's in trouble. This can't yeah. be right. She ain't got long left. It's absolutely freezing. So I've taken her, and she she's senile straight away. She's she's not with it, and I'm like, oh. yeah, she's out in minus twenty in the nighty. Yeah. So I called to Sarah. I'm outside the apartment, so I'm bringing an old lady home. There is, you know, she's out here in a nighty. So I bring her home. Sarah. Uh, doesn't believe me. She probably thinks I've been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> when I make the call. So when I bring her in, Wayne Rooney. and she hears voices, she comes flying out of the, the bedroom, like shouting at me, like, what the hell are you bloody well playing at? And like one of the kids gets up and she's like, go back to bed. And I'm saying, I'm looking at her. I found her outside. Like, she's wearing a nightie. Like, what am I supposed to do? She's about like 75 years old. Yeah. So anyway, I'll go get some like really thick, uh, hiking socks that I had put them on a put a blanket around a couple of blankets I'm trying to warm her up give her a cup of tea and that and we're trying to find it long story short we found out um that she uh, she gave us a name and we were able to start I started calling around at four in the morning to the people whose names matched her the name in the vicinity of where we were or uh, through the phone book just leafing through it and phoning people up or yeah 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 it was about four <laughs> And I got lucky. I got them on the second one, right? And they said, yeah, we've got a mum of about that age. And I said, well, you know, she's here, I believe. And she'd run away from an old people's home. Nice. So the police came out to pick her up because the people I was ringing, they weren't at home. Anyway, uh, police took her away, got some flowers the next day and a thank you. And they sent the socks back, which I didn't want. Mm. (laughs) It burnt them. Uh, Went to pick up Astrid from uh, no Elise I think it was at the time my daughter anyway from daycare the next day and the teacher took me aside and asked if everything was all right at home and I said yeah why she said because um your daughter said that uh, her mum got really angry with her dad because uh, she woke up and found him in uh, with another lady in the apartment (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i don't know if that came across as sounding sincere my story about finding the old lady out in the, but yeah i, I re, regurgitated the same story I told you just to her. <laughs> and that's how rumors start 
isn't it? That's how rumours start. But also, you know, there is there is a deterrent to being a good Samaritan. What do you think are the in this person's plea? And I do feel sorry for this person who's looking for somewhere to live. But yeah. in their plea for help, what do you think are the the main selling points? Is it being highly sensitive and easily anxious with noise and people around, or is it my budget is nil um, with months of no income? Which do you think? Oh, and also I've run out of one of my alternative meds. When he says alternative meds, is he talking about drugs, illegal drugs, marijuana or something? Well, I think alternative meds are supposed to be legal, but like just herbal shit. Mm, we know those don't work. Mm. Um, I, I rank them. I'm I'm um, least concerned about the alternative meds. Yeah. Then followed by zero income. Yeah. Uh, most concerned about being highly strung, anxious, and <laughs> and jittery around people. That, yeah, he sounds like he sounds like a twitcher. I'm that not doesn't sure. that doesn't make for the ideal flatmate. No, um, but is he after? Is he looking at what? He only wants accommodation for a month, doesn't he? Yeah, down to it. November to December. A month's a long time with someone living in your house. He's highly sensitive, easily anxious. Uh, with noise and people i my uh you need to put this person in your shed with lots of blankets I, do you know what you don't i think what you if you're gonna do it you gotta do it properly i don't think you you gotta show them like the the love and kindness. compassion that's the word you're looking for earlier. Yeah. yeah you need to show them the love kindness and compassion that you would if they were somebody that you you knew mm. In all honesty, I'd probably take uh, a stranger over some of my friends who describe <laughs> themselves in the same way. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, they're admitting to being like that. And I know exactly what they're like. No, thanks. Don't need that. Do you want a bit of cat activity? I was just going to say that um, my sister-in-law, Yeah. she worked a, a big... Uh, party venue uh sort of conference center-ish thing and they had a uh handyman and uh he lived on site because he was yeah. homeless like they everybody knew it oh, it, was, it was a bit of it was an open secret yeah uh unfortunately for for this guy he i think somebody who shouldn't have found out found out and said he can't live here at work Sorry in the basement in a cage right <laughs> so they so my sister uh so my sister-in-law took him in oh uh and we went over one christmas uh and he was there <laughs> and how was that and christmas I, he 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 was tramp like right i've met him a few times before but and i he wasn't as bad like with his issues then it was a few years later um yeah, I mean, it wasn't like anybody. He was look. He was playing with their kids. Yeah. You know, I just think that these people, I think, being isolated, and ignored, and almost humiliated, takes its toll on a person mentally. Yeah. 
Would you have this person in your flat around your kids? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) We went to visit. That's as far as it goes. So I'm in shit, Lorne. This is an old one. It's from the summer. Yeah. I've gone from anger to despair. Just caught the pooping cat red-handed doing its business on my lawn. My lawn is in a terrible mess and absolutely stinks. Can anyone please give me some advice on what to do? Maybe a builder to put a deterrent on my fence. It's going to ruin my daughter's summer as they won't sit in a dying garden that absolutely stinks. I've reported it to the Housing Association. Any advice would be much appreciated. Thank you. Oh, well, his daughter sounds like a right little princess. Won't sit yeah. in a dying garden. It's got to be a proper little enchanted rose garden, has it? There was 91 comments on this, but I've just picked out a few because there's a couple of other cat posts that I wanted to do. All right. Um, Kelly Kind comes in first. I appreciate not nice, but please do not put something up on a fence that will hurt the cats. If you see an animal hurt, it stays with you for life. So think if your children saw that. Do you think if you see an animal hurt, it stays with you for life? You beat me to the question. No. Yeah, maybe. As a child, I reckon, yeah. I, I remember we went on holiday to Portugal once and we were driving back to the airport at the end of the holiday. Hmm. Always a stressful time on a family yeah. holiday, that yeah. that trip back to the airport. And we were driving, I don't know, through Faro or Faro, whatever it's called in, in Portugal. Roads were busy. Like, I think we were in a three laner or something. And my dad just goes, oh, my God, don't look back. And then there was like, tunk, tunk. so he knew he was going to hit this cat, but there was no <laughs> way out of it. So because he'd said, oh, don't look back, me and my brother like up, looked out the back window. This cat had been mullered, like absolutely <laughs> mullered. Like I hanging out, like legs all over the place. And as we look round, <laughs> as we look round, another, another car just bang over it. And <laughs> I must say that took a little while to get over <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> when um, I've I've spoken about the uh, the night the better hot side of uh, my dad's family who yeah. live out in Essex in in uh, Chippenonga, they uh, we used to go there for the fox hunt because they were oh yeah you said about fox yeah hunting, they, they think, would yeah. organise it and that and I remember being up a tree like climbing a tree in the woods with my cousin. And all of a sudden, he was like, hold on. And we could hear and feel like the ground shaking. Right. About 100 uh, dogs, uh, beagles and bloodhounds went fucking yeah. flying yeah. by. Well, first we saw the fox go flying underneath us. Yes, yeah. shitting like, itself. Shitting itself. Running yeah. with its tail, like shitting itself. <laughs> and then a hundred fucking dogs come flying by. And it was like, doo, 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 doo. it was like something out of Lord of the Rings. It was mental. Anyway, we climbed down and then a few sort of like straggling dogs went flying past us. Yeah. A bit like a horror film. A bit further along, after, you know, about sort of 10 minutes walk, we see in the distance a metal fence. And obviously one of these dogs has tried to leap the metal fence. It's an old, like, iron railing fence mm, and he got yeah. himself impaled arse ends on the 
And it was sat there just like scrabbling around with its paws going. <laughs> oh my God. That stayed with me. And I don't know if it died, but it was definitely in pain. <laughs> and seeing the and and then at the end of the day or the end of the afternoon, seeing the the Jack Russell sent down the two holes to bring the the fox up when it went to ground. Right. That also stayed with me because I got blooded. Blooded. They cut the tail off. Oh, Anybody God. who's uh, it's your first uh, fox hunt, you stand on top of the hill, and they cut the tail off the fox, and then they blood you across the forehead with the the stub of the tail. Fucking mental tough bastards. Yeah, yeah. That is all... <laughs> fucking rich people are insane. <laughs> they come. Rich people know how to find new and original ways to entertain themselves. To humiliate people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. William Wake Up responds to Simon Shitlawn. If cat mess in your garden drives you to such anger and despair and is enough to ruin your summer, I envy your life. In a world this screwed, there are pl- plenty of worse problems to have. Oh, I, I, I said this the other day. I'm so fucking annoyed and fed up with people going on about yeah. uh, there's a war going on. There's this, there's that. Oh, yeah. Fuck but off. You can still have a problem. Yeah. You can still have a problem that affects you more than a bigger problem for someone else affecting you. Yeah. Fuck yeah, off. It, have a yeah. problem. Have a moan. Yeah, like, because if you said so, so at what point do people stop that perspective? So if I turn Cancer. around to someone, if I turn around to someone and said, oh, bad news, my my mum is really unwell. <laughs> could be worse. Could be living in Palestine. No one's going to say that. No. So what's the point? Like, where, where, what's the breaking point? Uh, death. Threat of death. Threat of death is the point that people don't say it could be worse. Yeah, because that's relative. Well, that is, yeah. isn't that like the worst case scenario, isn't it? Yeah. Like, oh, I suppose I'd be made homeless. Well, I, I reckon you still have someone go, wow. At least you got your health. <laughs> not long. All not my for long. <laughs> uh, Simon Shitlaw responds to William Wake Up um, with a sarcastic, oh, here, here. Couldn't agree more. Nothing more enjoyable than a nice cold Stella on a warm summer's afternoon surrounded by cat shit. How dare I moan? <laughs> Pick it up. <laughs> Scoop that cat shit. You don't have to enjoy your cold Stella on the no. warm day. Surrounded so, by crusty, fucking dried out cat turd. I, I came home from work once and there was, it, it was a fucking hot day. I can't remember if I told you this. It was a fucking hot day. Came home from work and there was a bucket upside down in the middle of the lawn. <laughs> um, so I said to my wife, what's with the bucket? And she was like, oh, there's a cat shit there. So I put the bucket over it so the kids didn't tread in it. <laughs> well, how long ago? Oh, about four hours. <laughs> What's that? Well, why didn't you just fucking scoop it up on a trowel and chuck it like in the hedgerow or something? No, <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. Well, I thought you'd do it when you got home. The smell. <laughs> Neil, you know how you like picking up cat turds. <laughs> the smell. When I, took I didn't that want to. <laughs> I didn't want to deprive you of your little pleasures. 
Fucking unbelievable. You you once said to me uh, you'd trod in fox shit and it absolutely reeked. Yeah. And I was I'm still I was and I still am absolutely miffed and incredulous as to how you know can discern between fox shit and, a, and another type of shit. Because it fucking stinks. Fox shit stinks. Could have just been a cat that had some of that Sheba tuna version. No, but cat shit's got a very distinctive smell. It really puts you off your Stella. <laughs> <laughs> Putting a bucket over a poo on a warm day. Um, Another, uh, this is totally unrelated to that, mm. but I'll, I'll tell you something else, my, my wife. Uh, along the same lines... Uh, we were driving once to um, to France on holiday to Normandy and we borrowed my mum and dad's camper van, which is a proper old banger shit old camper van. Nice. And uh, we're driving along. I think I've been driving for about six or seven hours that day. My wife had been asleep. Um, she wakes up from a slumber, turns around and goes, you know, something I really don't like about you. First thing she said to me was, <laughs> I was like, go on. <laughs> you let me sleep and do go all the on, driving. With it. I hate that about you. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best, best um, start of a sentence. I pissed myself laughing. <laughs> what did she say? Uh, oh, I know what it was. If um, it was, if I say I'm going to do something, then don't do it straight away. I'll forget about it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, which is bizarre. Yeah, it's true. Bizarre, and you know what? It's still the case. Hmm. <sighs> okay. <laughs> that tickled me. A new new post. Oh, actually, Nelly Nappy Bag comes in on that other post. Get a grip. Get some nappy bags and pick it up. So many worse things going on in this world. So you half like what she's saying and half hate what she's saying, don't you? Well, also, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I've got a little, I've got a little trowel that I pick sh- animal shit up with in the garden. Then I'll just stick it in the bin. Do you? What, what do you do? Eat it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm running around the lawn and my hands and knees like a <laughs> yeah wild um, beast. I was thinking of uh, what's it called, um, like a Pac-Man. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think there's anything I... more disgusting you could see than someone pick up a shit and eat it? Oh God. No. No, cool. just because I can't. I haven't got. We haven't got the time to. For that <laughs> no, one to, no, to really no, get into control. it. Maybe <laughs> the listeners could get in touch and with a few suggestions <laughs> of what's worse, <laughs> and some videos. No. Oh yes, videos would be good. Uh, next post. It's a new post. It's from Lenny Lion Tamer. Anyone on the estate know these big tomcats? They have attacked my cats, my missus, and my son. They sat around us three weeks now, spraying up our door, our house, whining all night. Can't even get in our cars without them swiping at us. Please come and collect your cats or cats protection are being called on Monday. Sounds like a Stephen King film. 
Yeah. That's mental. Really I'll tell cats. you what, how big are they, though? Well, they're tomcats, so they're quite bulky fuckers. I'd put my, my foot firmly through any cat that tried swiping at me like that. Not the first time. No. Giving the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I'd spilt some tuna sandwich down my leg or something. <laughs> yeah. But a second time, I'm sticking my foot right through it. Sending it as far as it can go. Yeah. But then you've got two more. And they're going, cats, they're going for your Achilles straight away, aren't they? <laughs> they're going for your Achilles. I want to bring you down. Then it's throat. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, I've never been in that situation before. But Well, that's what a big cat would do. When I first got together with my wife, we went out to the summer house and they had a cat called Simba. Right. And I had like a white, a cream coloured woolen, um, what's it called? Starsky and Hutch style. What are they called? I haven't got a fucking clue. Can't get, can't get. <laughs> right, OK. And this cat was fucking horrible. Old right. cat horrible and it it jumped up on me and everyone looked and went oh Simba's being nice to Lee Simba crawled up my chest turned yeah. his ass around <laughs> dragged his ass down my chest and left a brown smear on my <laughs> green colored cardigan bad pussy bad pussy and also my Swedish was so limited yeah I I said like a child, basically, uh, Simba cat, ship me. <laughs> Walking around going, Simba cat, ship me, pointing at a brown streak on my expensive <laughs> cream coloured cardigan. What did, uh, and I suppose people still talk about that now, do they? Do people still say to you, Simba cat, ship me? Uh, yeah, there's still it still gets mentioned when the cat gets brought up. Talking of Simba, yeah, I've got a friend who's a door guard, right? A bouncer. He was Simba in The Lion King in London's West End for four years. Okay, now and now he is a door guard in. Well, Stockholm. he's more of a sort of like a, an entree vert, you know, a, a, a sort of a welcomer. Right. He comes from basically music royalty in in Sweden. Right. He's, his fa- he's one of five or six brothers, and it's they're like the uh, Jackson Fives of Sweden. Really? Mm. He's a really nice guy. He was, is he uh, not he to be fucked with, though? Is he, like, if he's no, in the door? He's nothing... Uh, he's tall, and but he's nothing to look at in terms of... But he also made the newspaper, and he keeps this really quiet, but I'm going to give him the props he deserves. He heard... He was doing some work on his computer one night like late at night and he heard screaming right. outside he opened up the uh, balcony door the door to the balcony Is that, and, oh that's what you mean by balcony door yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. and he, he then the noise disappeared the screaming stopped and as right. he was about to shut the door to the balcony, the balcony door, yeah, he heard it again, like a shout for help. And in the distance, he saw somebody trying to rape a woman. He jumped over the balcony, ran down the embankment, 
and double jumped in the end, double foot karate kicked the bloke off them and held the fucker in a chokehold until the woman could gather her senses enough to be able to call the police. Fucking hell. He made the newspaper. When he tells the story, he goes, I was, I was holding him this big, massive, strong bloke in a chokehold. And I was trying to see, like, say to her, can you please call the police? Because <laughs> if this guy gets free, he's going to fucking yeah. kill us both. <laughs> We're both in trouble here. And he was like, Lee, she just wouldn't, like, she just <laughs> sobbing and crying nonstop. But I just needed her to take the phone out and call the police. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the time for imagine. his time for sympathy and compassion was after that phone call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what a hero. Yeah, proper I, hero. I've never seen Lion King, either the film or the theatre production. Oh, I showed uh, the the Lion King, the uh, the original one, Disney yeah. one, to my daughter when she was small, and she yeah. it was the first time she turned on me, my first daughter. When she turned around and said, like, I was an idiot and she hated me, you know, like kids do. She's never looked back. No, but what I did was I went, oh, OK, I understand. And then I put on Lion King. And I paused it after the bit where uh, the dad dies. Right. And she's bawling her eyes out. And I said, what do you think the uh, moral of the story here is? Because Simba was a bit mean to his dad there, wasn't he? And now he's dead and can't take it back. And she was bawling her eyes out and then she went, I'm sorry I said that to you, Dad. And I'm like, good, we don't need to watch the rest of the film now. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> now get to bed, you little fucking diva. <laughs> yeah. Lenny Lion Tamer comes in. Uh, sorry, Andy Advice comes in. Borrow a large dog to see them off. And Lenny Lion Tamer says, it's already attacked our husky. So these tomcats have attacked humans, cats, and a husky. Huskies are nothing to fuck with, aren't they? No. Not at all. I don't know what to say. I mean, it's crazy. Someone comes in who is undoubtedly the owner here, but they she hasn't she hasn't said that the owner, but I've called her Olive Owner. Yeah. And she said, They run away if you shoe them. There must be a cat in season for them to be around. If you're new to the females, you won't have a problem. They always lose in the fight against other cats. I've watched them so many times. Anyway, they're not aggressive. If so, I'd have dead guinea pigs in my garden. They leave them alone because all they want is a female in season. The black and white one's face has been like that for months. It's battle scars. What the fuck? <laughs> Well, I'm still stuck on leave dead guinea pigs in the garden. Yeah. They're not aggressive. If so, I'd have dead guinea pigs in my garden. I had a kid, a guinea pig when I was a kid. Yeah. Called it Toto Scalacci. Yeah. <laughs> good name. Yeah. yeah. They make they make good noises, guinea pigs. Yeah, they're uh, lovely to hold and just hear them, like, tweet. They're always tweeting. And... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did I tell that you about my... Um... <laughs> <laughs> so I did that. I tell you what happened to my friends uh, friend of mine they've got two terriers I can't remember what kind of terrier border terriers mm. like proper ratters um, mm. but they, they're coming towards the end of their life and the kids have kind of lost interest in a bit because they fucking stink and they've got fat lumps all <laughs> over them and so um, they wanted 
the kids wanted a cute pet, so they got a hamster. Um, they've had they managed to keep the hamster for ten months. Hamster got out the cage on the on the dog's fourteenth birthday. The ratters and they had themselves a little playtime. Absolutely Happy. tore it to shreds. Oh my god! My mate came down in the morning. Luckily, he was the first on the scene. Came down in the morning, saw something on the floor. Thought, what the fuck is that? I went over to investigate. He said it took about five minutes to work out it was Chewy. Oh, <laughs> what? He, it took him five minutes to work out it was Chewy. Why didn't you yeah. spit it out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one final post quickly, just yeah. to tell you what an absolute cat nightmare we've got around here. Go I'm it. really a little bit cross, unlike me normally. There was a slender, completely black male cat, I would estimate between one and two years old, who was terrorising the close where I live. He's getting into everyone's garden and impregnating everything. He's also really aggressive and is fighting every cat in sight. My own cat is spayed and microchipped. On her last little trip into the garden before hers and my bedtime, she's been assaulted by this cat twice and once in the neighbour's garden. Sexually assaulted. Sexually assaulted. Cat rape. There's a cat rapist on the loose. <laughs> well, actually, that sounds a bit. I mean, there probably is out there, but there's a. Yeah. Well, if you can think it. It's happened. Yeah. It's happened. She is um, really traumatised, as you can imagine. Well, I have some sympathy there. Yeah. Uh, I think that when you see your, your pet getting hurt, yeah. it, does, it is hard. It's not nice. No. Um, I, I I did I read that thread because I just want to read you one comment on here, which I know you like. Some Tony twat. There's an indicator of what I think about this comment. Nature is barbaric, unfortunately. Think about what we do to animals on a daily basis. What do we do to animals on a daily basis? I do ba- nothing to animals on a daily basis. <laughs> I assume he means eat them. Yeah. And the process of, you know, making the food that we consume. Yeah. Somebody. But that's is, such a yeah. fucking twatty yeah. response. Oh, it's such a knobhead response. Yeah. Absolute knobhead response. Go and have a salad, you twat. Yeah. Eat a beetroot, you bitch. Eat a beaver, you bitch. Beetroot. Oh. <laughs> have a carrot, you cunt. Yeah, good. Good, like it. Have a cucumber, you cocksucker. Yeah, <laughs> good. Good, got, got any others? Oh, I can't think of any more veg. <laughs> Have a mango, you minge. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. If you can think of any rhyming uh, slang to abuse this certain person... Yeah, it's got to be get fruit his, or veg related. Uh, get on his Instagram and abuse him. Um, listeners, we want to hear from you because um, next week, the next episode coming up will be a bonus episode. We want to know what's going on where you live. Um, remember to like, share and subscribe. Um, tell your friends, share the podcast with, with other people. Um, do all that kind of thing. And let's just hope that Lee goes home tonight and you know has a nice what what's going to be your drink of choice tonight lee is it going to be a bottle of red no do you know what the uh state sponsored 
off license is shutting in three minutes. Right. And the only thing I've got at home that I can drink is champagne. So that's what it's going to be. Lovely. Well, that's nice, actually. That's the highlight for you, isn't it? It is, yeah. So I'll probably sit on the sofa and vape down on some mango ice blast yeah. and drink champagne. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I roll. At the yeah. Okay. Well, until next time, buddy. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your daughter's 18th birthday party. Don't embarrass her or yourself. You got a speech? I got a speech, yeah. Mm. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I used Chat GPT. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> um, well, enjoy that, and then I'll I'll catch up with you afterwards and find out what went, went down. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I'm just going to sign off here and let Neil okay. do the outro because I've got places to be. Yeah. All right. Bye then. Good night and bye. goodbye, everybody. This is me leaving. Yeah, me too. Goodbye, go. And that's the end of another encounter with the villagers. Hope your week isn't as stressful as theirs. And tune in next week for more Village in Crisis. <laughs>